Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast. The show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier. And then I talk to them about it and we find out how it went. Today's guest is Rachel McClatchy. Oh God, what a joy she is. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. I wish we could have done it in person, but remotely we'll have to do for now. Um, I know we've been doing the past episodes, uh, the remote ones, over the phone. This time we're trying out Zoom. I don't know. This is a learning curve, guys. We're figuring out how to do this. I hope that Matt had an okay time in the edit of this one because we did have some technical difficulties. But, you know, it's just uh, just part of this whole experience, you know? We're learning together, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, Rachel's assignment was to do with accomplishing goals. And I really wanted to give her an assignment about finding the value in every day despite whatever you've achieved. Uh, Just finding the value in every day during this time I think is really important. Uh, We can't all be functioning at 100% all of the time, knocking down all the goals that we have. That's just an unreasonable expectation. So I wanted her to just find the value in the little things. And we had a great chat about it. If you want to go support Rachel in general, you can follow her on social media at Rach McClatch. Man, What a fantastic name she has. (laughs) If you want to support this podcast in general, uh, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe to it. Um, Also, I realize I've never plugged our email. We have an email. How fancy is that, right? It's loveiseverywherepodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you guys. If you have uh, comments or feedback or general appreciative notes, I would like that. Also, I want to say... I know that it might be kind of exhausting hearing about the current situation all the time, and I've kind of gone back and forth with how to handle that on this podcast. Uh, in On one side, I think uh, it might be nice for people to have an hour of time where they're listening to people talk about something that is not coronavirus-related, uh, but then on the other hand, I also feel like maybe the function of this podcast at the moment is to give people tools specifically to get through this time. Uh, so I'd like to hear from you guys. If, if you have a perspective on this, um, if you can let me know what it is that you want to be hearing from this podcast right now, I would really appreciate it. And in the meantime, please enjoy this conversation with Rachel McClatchy. How are you, my sweet? Oh, I'm good. How are you? You look gorgeous. I did my makeup for the first time in two months for you. I feel very special right now. Honestly, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) How have you been? I've been all right. We start with a we start with an honest how are you. So uh, okay, then don't tell me anything. No, it's okay. I'll be. I'll tell you my honest uh, answer. I I am doing well today. I'm feeling real good. It's, uh, good. yeah, my dog was extra snuggly this morning, so that was a good start to things. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I love when a dog dog finally gets snuggly, you know what I mean? Because it means more, especially if they aren't all the time. Exactly. She gets, like, she gets extra snuggly if I wake up and then go back to bed. Then she's like, oh. now it's snuggle time. And she did that this oh, morning. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's so cute. Uh, how are oh. you for real? I, for real, am really good 
like I've been positive throughout the whole thing that's good. and having a good day um worked out this morning that's a new thing I'm doing working out which is like the only thing I do all day so it's mm. very nice that's but yeah no, I've been actually good I'm good today yeah it's a rainy day mm-hmm. and I kind of like it because it's an excuse to stay in yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like you don't have to go for a walk it's okay to stay in today especially with the rain yeah I like it good yeah well um, I'm so happy to have you on today I'm so honored <laughs> <laughs> and that's the honest truth shall we get into your assignment yes I don't know if I did it right but uh that's okay there is no there is no wrong way any way that you did it is good and uh we'll get into okay. it and break it all down so the uh, assignment that I gave you uh was about accomplishing goals yeah uh, so I told you that every day at the end of the day you had to write down today was valuable because blank so how did that and I did it it was great because at the end of the day for the past two months I haven't been looking at me accomplishing goals it's just been kind of like going through the motions and then being like okay, yeah, I did the same thing again today and I did it the day before and I did it the day before, but it was very helpful. So day one, I said today was valuable because I learned a new potato recipe. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so good because I make my potatoes all the the same all the time, but my Mm -hmm. dad is like, he loves to cook. So I'm living at home right now in Kingston. So he made these new potatoes and to discover a new way of cooking something, oh, my god it's very satisfying it's so satisfying and he sent me the recipe so like I can make them like that all the time it was such a treat he like browned them so they were crispy but then made them in like a Dijon sauce Ooh, fancy who put sauce on potatoes (laughs) anyways that was day one it's very exciting um and that was what I took away from the day because I was like I've got a new thing to look forward to when I move out and I can me again and I can make this recipe Mm -hmm. which wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for quarantine yeah that's right yeah and then day two I've been working out as I said um every day because it's like the only thing I can do and I hate working out but I'm trying to be one of those people that's like I love it but I'm not there (laughs) yet um so day two I've been doing this like challenge like a workout challenge and I completed the whole thing which was huge for me because this day was actually like near the end of the whole challenge and I did all the exercises and I completed them all with strength and so I was like I did it finally that's so great that's such a good feeling especially if you're a person who doesn't do a lot of exercise like when you actually get through something you're like yeah "Yeah, like I am strong (laughs) like you feel so good it feels so good, and it was, like, a core strength one, so I'm, like, I think I'm starting to get some core strength. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. I'm so excited about it. I am so also not an exercise person. Like, yeah. that's an area that I am severely lacking in. Like, yeah, I definitely need to improve that. I did, uh, it hasn't come yet, but my quarantine purchase was that I ordered a little exercise bike, so great that's gonna be showing up in the next couple of days and then uh we'll we'll see how that goes (laughs) that's gonna be so fun the good thing about a bike is that you don't have to um no exercises you just ride the bike yeah exactly and I figure like I can go at whatever pace I want 
I'm just gonna, like, exactly. park it in front of a window and just, like, stare out the window and, like, feel like I'm out for a bike ride. That's great. That's such a good thing to do. And it's just, like, that here's something I have to do today. You know what I mean? It kind of yes. keeps you on a routine. It's nice. All I do is, like, YouTube challenges, like, two-week challenges, and then I just do cardio on, like, a treadmill. But it's fun, but I don't know if I'm any different, but I feel good. That's good. Um, day three was a tough day. Um, I discovered that I might be lactose intolerant. That's a hard blow. It was a really hard blow. Um, it was valuable for me because now I know um, that I should stop. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like a, a goal accomplishing thing, but it definitely was answering questions as to why I feel the way I feel yes. after I eat a little good dip and ice cream and a cold glass of milk. Mm-hmm. And now I know, <laughs> ooh, girl, <laughs> it was a hard day for me. Um, I suffered. Yeah, suffered greatly. Uh, I was supposed to have a Zoom meeting with my friends, and I had to say I'm busy, and they were like, "You're no way, you're busy." Yeah, <laughs> busy with what? <laughs> I'm busy. I have another meeting with my toilet, and it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it so much. I feel like now though's the time to like have lactose. If I want to have lactose, yeah, but nothing's changed. You don't have, have to go, to go anywhere. You can fart as much as you want, and nobody's gonna oh, smell it. Honestly, well, my parents do, but they raised me, so they're, <laughs> they know all about it. But that was a hard, hard day. It was such a hard day. <laughs> oh, my God. I miss feeling good after eating a good, yep. you know, hell of a good dip. Mm-hmm. It's hell of a good dip. You know what I mean? It's an accurately it's named dip. Oh, I know. And now I can't have it without suffering after. Sad. I know. Thank you for feeling I, as a fellow lactose intolerant Are person, you? I really feel you. Yeah. I'm new into the sisterhood and it's, I don't know if I want to be here yet, you know? It's a struggle. I have noticed yeah. like one thing about eating during this time is like, you just have so much uh, like downtime. So I feel like I've been a little more in tune with like how my body is feeling. And yeah. So I've been able to see a little more like, like what foods make me feel good? Like what foods do not? Yeah. And, uh, like, being a little more conscious of how my body is doing, that's something I've been noticing in this time. What discoveries have you made food-wise? Um, well, for one thing, like, so I am lactose intolerant. I do cheat occasionally. Um, you and gotta. You gotta, right? You gotta live your life. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, I almost, I almost wish that the consequences were worse so that it would discourage me more from... Yeah. <laughs> from actually eating that stuff but uh I made ice cream I've been like (gasps) baking a lot during this time and I made my own ice cream oh bless your heart and it's delicious um but there are consequences (laughs) (laughs) but you did it to yourself in every way so it's kind of like nice you know you're aware of everything you cause your own pain and it feels good yeah (laughs) maybe that's something I'm gonna add that to my list things I want to do make ice cream is it hard it's so easy. It's so easy. Like, really? I, don't, I don't have a machine or anything. You basically just, like, if you have a, like, a hand mixer, like an electric mixer, yeah. uh, you, you make whipped cream, which is really easy. It's just literally you put whipped cream in a bowl and turn on the mixer. Uh, you add, like, a little bit of okay. vanilla extract and then either icing sugar or a can of condensed milk. And then you put it in the freezer for, like, eight hours. And then all of a sudden it's ice cream. 
It just froze. Uh-oh. It froze for me too. I can hear you, but you're frozen in a very in a very pouty pose. <laughs> the whole oh, thing back. froze. <laughs> there back, we go. I was like so into the recipe, all I got was the whipped cream part and then it just froze. Because my body <laughs> answer was like, you don't need to hear this. You're lactose intolerant. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's cutting off. It's a you <laughs> limiting your access to the It's not letting me do anything. Oh man. Okay, honestly, I should listen to my body and the universe and stop having dairy. I think I think that was a sign. <laughs> I think that was a sign perfect too. up to that at this point. I think yeah. that was a sign. You're not meant to make sign. ice cream. I'm not gonna No. Ever... <laughs> okay, I don't think you should. And honestly, I'm not even gonna Google it because it's not time. It's not time at all. God. Okay, I'll move on. I won't talk about my lactose anymore. Boy, <laughs> that was tough. Uh, day four, I uh, had a family meeting with Zoom, but it was like all of our family, mm-hmm. and uh, I <laughs> made it my goal for the day to lead the meeting, like be the chair, because um, there's either like really long silences or like the same person talks the whole time, so I was like, I'm going to take it upon myself. <laughs> to be like and the moderator worked. and be like, so-and-so, yeah. like, what do you think of yeah, this? Yeah, exactly, giving everyone a chance, mm-hmm. um, and it worked, goal accomplished, but I also learned that in quarantine, family meetings are the exact same, like, before <laughs> you start a family meeting, everyone's like, oh, god, I don't want to do this, and so having a chair is really nice, because then you can be, like, meeting adjourned, mm-hmm. this is done now, you know, <laughs> nothing changes in quarantine, family is still annoying, but you love them for it, but yeah. my god, so that was a nice thing I accomplished. It worked, and people were like, we love that. And I was like, I hope I'm not too controlling, but this is how it has to be now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? After my rough day the day before, I was like, I'm not taking chances. Yeah. My life is short. I can't have ice cream anymore. <laughs> uh, and then the next day was, like, a really weird day. Like, nothing happened all day. It was the same thing. It was, like, my first day where I was, like, man, this is so boring. I was so bored. I was just, like, walking around the house. And then we watched The Joker. Mm -hmm. And that was valuable because it's all about, like, mental health. That's true. And it's so well done. It's so well done. So I was just, like, we're all in this together. Like, we're all going through hell right now. Yeah. So that was nice. It wasn't really, like, a goal accomplishment. But watching the movie was valuable. Mm -hmm. It was okay it kind of united it and it just it's a movie about a stand-up comic that's going through it so it kind of brought me back to like the comedy world because I haven't yeah. done a lot of comedy since I've been yeah me either <laughs> like I haven't done yeah. any of the live stream shows or anything I'm too scared yeah but I'm I don't care that about it Same. my anxiety is so high because I'm like I'm not funny anymore I'm not quick I'm not witty anymore I mean that's my own saboteur yeah but I don't feel bad about it because I know when I'm, like, overwhelmingly ready to go, I'll be like, okay, now is the time. But it's not yeah. the time yet. And I don't feel bad. I've always been someone to go at my own pace. Like, I've never been like, I'm only doing two shows a week. Well, mm-hmm. who cares if two shows a week? Or I do no shows a week. So I'm kind of trying to keep that mentality. Well, that's good. I think that's really healthy. Like, uh, yeah, but- th- you're not going to gain anything by pushing yourself beyond what you want to do right now. Like, this is not the time. <laughs> no, it is not the time. And my friends feel bad, and I can help them through feeling bad for not doing comedy, but I don't feel it. Yeah. Myself. I also so don't feel nice. any guilt about it. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, 
I probably needed a break anyway. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good reason to just like take care of myself and yeah. That'll be good for and my comedy later. Exactly. And half the live streams have like five people going in and out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's no audience. Those are just the comics waiting, which is like the shows I hate to do anyways because it's yeah. there. <laughs> but I mean, any time is good time to like practice. But I don't know. It's just not. It's not the same. But the movie was very like, wow. All right, mm -hmm. we're all kind of doing this right now, anyways. Uh, and then day six, I discovered a new neighborhood. Oh, that's nice. So that's exciting. Like on I your, went for on a, your really daily quarantine walk. I went for a quarantine walk, and um, I, like, my house was the first one in this development, and now there's, like, all these new neighborhoods, because people like money and hate trees, so they've <laughs> cut down trees, so I discovered a whole new neighborhood, which is nice, but, I, like, I, when I moved here, it's kind of out in the country-ish, mm -hmm. so it was all trees and all fields, and now there's all these houses that look all the same, and it was yeah. actually had but nice because they're all young families and it's like cool to see that but I was like this used to be a park yeah damn it but yeah that's the worst and then today I guess is day seven right mm -hmm. so uh today is valuable because I get to see my friend Tracy hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's my assignment I don't know if I did it right but you did it totally a, right oh, it's a long week you did it totally right. And like the, the way that this assignment was framed is that like you can find value in every day regardless of how much you like quote unquote accomplished. Right? Yeah. Like you, I, I don't know if you get this like preoccupation with like the idea of like wasted time. Yes, I'm, I do. Cause life is short. Life is short. And I get really in my head about like, can't waste any time. Like, and I feel tremendous guilt when I feel like time has been wasted. I'm yeah. very, like, protective of my time. And uh, because the, like, like, I'm not working during this time and stuff. So, like, I just have nothing going on. And uh, so it's been important to remind myself that, like, there's value in every day, regardless of how much you did or accomplished. Like, even a day where you're just, like, but yeah, today was valuable because I watched a, a good movie that made me reflect yeah. on some things, you know, like there's value in everything. You don't have to uh, use your old measuring stick. <laughs> your pre-quarantine measuring stick does not apply. Yeah. Here. <laughs> That's such a good way to put it. And I'm like, I think we're similar in that way. Like I hate birthdays because mm -hmm. it means I've lost a year and then I'm always like, like I just turned 25 and I was like, did I waste 24? Like, did I not do everything <laughs> I could have done at 24? Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I'm wasting 25. Like there's two months gone of being 25. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to, I have all these things that I think you're supposed to do with each age. Yeah. And I've never accomplished any of them, <laughs> but I still go on and grow up. But this assignment was really helpful just to be like, I'm not wasting 25 because yeah here's a week where I've written down everything that was valuable that I've taken away from mm -hmm. and maybe I can take this into every day but yeah totally. I liked this it was really really helpful especially for me little did I know it but and I think like when you when you get to the end of a week during this time like 
all the days kind of blend together, you know, like, <laughs> like, oh I was thinking that something happened, like, three weeks ago that was maybe, like, five days ago, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you lose all sense of time, so, <laughs> all the days blend together. I was like, I know when Sunday is, yeah, like, <laughs> Sunday, I have a thing, so, like, Saturday actually felt like Saturday yesterday for the first time in so long because I was yes. like, I have work tomorrow. You have a little structure. Yeah. Something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like when you break up uh, the week with something like this assignment where there's like a daily check-in, then it, it kind of, uh, it, it breaks up the time for you. And yeah. uh, so like if you're trying to look back on like what was valuable in the past week, you're like, I don't even remember this week. Like, yeah. <laughs> what even happened this week? It's a and, you know, long think one. You can't, it's harder to find things. Whereas if you're scanning your day every day for what's valuable, yeah. um, then you're able to see it a little more clearly. And that list is going to be longer for you at the end of the week than it would be if you were just like letting it all blur together. Yeah. No, it's very, very helpful. I really enjoyed it. And I feel better about myself now. <laughs> what's your relationship with like, uh, with goals and like achievement and productivity, things like that? I, when it comes to, like, I can't keep a goal for very long. Like, everything has to be short-term mm -hmm. because goals freak me out. Yep. Like, I'm working out right now, but I didn't weigh myself first because I was like, if I give myself a number, I'm going to kill myself with yeah. that number. And if, I, if it takes months to reach it, then I'm screwed. And I didn't measure my waste because mm -hmm. I was like what well, that's another number so I for the first time in my life made a long-term goal of just like keeping healthy yeah and I have my clothes I'm like these are the clothes that I'm gonna wear for the rest of the year let's just make them comfortable and fit so that's mm -hmm. like a goal but if I set a goal of like I'm gonna lose 50 pounds or I'm gonna be on Winnipeg Comedy Festival by this time mm -hmm. in my life I will completely freak out because my life will whole circle around it and if something like this happens like quarantine then well you're just wasting away and I would just get so yeah, it's gonna be like a devastating every blow single to you. moment mm -hmm. every single moment would just be revolved around it so I'm not really a goal setter but I definitely think that that's just how that works best for me just to not set goals just like yeah. that realistic moments in my life of like what I want for myself but mm -hmm. not write it down in words I think that that's really healthy because uh, I think like uh, I know what you mean about like feeling like crushed under the weight of the big goals yeah I think there's also something about like um I like uh like I have a very short attention span some of the time and so if I'm setting smaller goals like a daily goal or like weekly goals or like just this month I want to do this uh then it helps me focus on that goal a little bit more because it's not just a big thing in the background like it yeah. seems more immediate and I'm able to just be like oh just today I have to do this yeah and the, like little goals uh are easier Realistic, to achieve check it off exactly and you feel good when you check off a box yeah and like I feel like if I have a, a goal for a day or like for a week then uh, I'm much more likely to even start it or try yes. to attempt it 
if I have yeah. like a really large goal that I've set for myself, then I just want to like crawl under the covers and hide. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the light at the end of the tunnel when it's today, right? Yeah. Like I remember I ran a 5k race when I was a kid and I had a goal to run this race. But then after I ran the race, never wanted to run again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sucked all and the I, like, fun out of it. I stopped exercising. I I ate like a pig because I was like, I missed all this great food. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, when you have a goal, I don't build another one to beat it. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> that's not how my brain works. <laughs> so if I set a goal to like, be on this show, then I'd be like, I'm done comedy now. Thank yeah. you. And like, end up wrapping it up at like a comedy bar open mic, you know? Yeah. It's not what I want for myself. So I'll just keep going with no goal. Mm-hmm. Do you, yeah. ju- do you judge yourself on days that you feel you weren't productive enough? I don't judge myself, but when my friends judge themselves, I take it upon myself to feel that way too. Mm. Like if yeah, my friends like, are like, man, I should be writing more. I'm like, should I think I should be writing yeah. more? Like, it's like <laughs> that kind of thing. So I, that's, again, my own brain just being like, well, why do they feel so bad they haven't written anything? I haven't written anything in years. God, should I be doing more? Then I'm yeah. like, mm, not my cup of tea. I think that's understandable. I think like a a lot of us, especially in comedy, like because it's such a loose structure to what we're doing, we yeah. sort of look to each other to be like, what am I supposed to be doing? How am I supposed to be doing this? Like, yeah. how am I supposed to be structuring my days? Like, oh, you write every day? Am I supposed to be writing every day? Or like, <laughs> yeah. You, you do this many shows, is that how many shows I'm supposed to be doing? Like, uh, it, it makes you kind of wish sometimes, like, uh, like, when you were in school, and you'd get, like, here's the curriculum, (laughs) like, here's the schedule, you have to complete these readings this week, and then there's a test, and then do this this week, and then there's a paper, and you have, like, a structure, and you know what's expected of you, I feel like with this, uh, because it's so freeform, you don't know what's expected of you and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing each week. You're just kind of making it up as you go along in terms of like what your uh, work schedule <laughs> looks like. Right. So it's really easy to think that you might not be doing it right. Even though yeah. there is no right way of doing it in the first place, really. Yeah. I know it's, it's the worst, especially in our business for that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you've been keeping pretty positive during this whole thing. Uh, what have you been doing to maintain your positive outlook? Uh, I'm a very positive person as it is. Yeah, you are. Um, so, like I don't really get down often. Not to say I don't get down. Like I do. When I go down, I get down hard. Mm-hmm. But I am pretty positive most of the time. Um, I'm really lucky. I moved back home to my family, so I constantly have company, Mm -hmm. but I also constantly have escapes in my bedroom. I have my dog. So I've just been like, I've never been so grateful to have a pet. (laughs) So grateful. So different. It is like a therapy dog. It's unreal. And so like just having, cause we don't, I don't get to come home very often. So we're kind of just every day is like a, I don't like this word, but every day is a blessing kind of, you know what I mean? So it's just been like hanging out every day and I've discovered my parents are hilarious little did I know. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're hilarious. They're so funny. That's a nice disco- new discovery to make about your family. 
Yeah. So I've just been like doing that. Also, I'm like, as I said, I'm just not letting anything get to me. I mm-hmm. think what I'm doing is enough for me. I so, love that. And I'm supporting other people. Like I'm watching people's shows and watching people doing more than me, but I'm okay being a view instead of a star. Today. I love that. And I think like with comedy that uh, there's so much value in being the audience occasionally that yeah. that's a good use of time too. Like I wish outside of quarantine that I made more of an effort to just go to a show to watch it more often. Yeah. Um, Cause you can get into a routine of just only being at the shows that you're on. Um, and I think that you, I learn so much about performing every time I'm sitting in the audience. Yeah. And I, even outside of quarantine, I go to a lot of shows. I like to support shows, but um, I don't do it as often as I am now, Mm -hmm. you know, because like when I go to support shows in Toronto, it's more of a a social thing too. Like you see your friends, you hang out, you have a drink or you, you know, talk, whatever. Now it's just me supporting just to support, which is kind of a different Mm -hmm. meaning, I guess, like what you're saying. So fun I love that are you finding like uh this might be more so for you because you're at home with your family um I'm finding that in this time it feels so much like being a kid are you finding that um yeah like so much I forgot how boring it was to be a kid (laughs) I was saying that the other day I was like I love this but it's also so boring there's only so many games I can play mm-hmm. and I miss being a productive human and uh, like doing something for mm-hmm. society you know I like play Sims so many times in a day before you're like, <laughs> the Sims the Sims stole most of my high school years <laughs> most of my oh, high school years was lost to the Sims my family is obsessed with the Sims we have every expansion pack we're upset. Like our conversations, we used to FaceTime to be like, "Did you get the new expansion pack? Did you see how you can do this one outfit, this new hairstyle?" And like, yeah. oh my God. And I played it so much, um, like a couple of years ago that I would go to like the mall, and if I saw someone that looked like my Sim, I'd be like, "Oh, I know her." Like, no, yeah, <laughs> I made her. I, that's not. That's not Jennifer Starr. <laughs> like, it's not the same. I used to have it. Um, I I noticed this was like at the peak of my Sims addiction in high school. Um, you know, like you play on the computer and you can like speed up time by pressing the number three on your keyboard, right? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. (laughs) So I'd notice myself during a boring class pressing down my finger as if I were hitting the (laughs) three on my keyboard. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I never hit that level, but that's and like I didn't realize I was doing it at first and then I was like what am I doing right now oh my god I'm trying to speed up this class that is so funny that is gold that is literal gold oh my god I hope one day I do that or I hope I'm having a good moment where I can just like pretend to hit p and be like I'm gonna pause it (laughs) that's so funny when I was a kid, I used to walk around like a sim and like turn around real quick and like go to the bathroom and then get up and like cook a garden salad for $3. Right. <laughs> yeah. So fun. Sometimes I will, uh, when I, when I, <laughs> this is really embarrassing. No, uh, I bet it's not. Sometimes when, when I'm calling a cat over to me, I will call it over in simish. <laughs> 
O. <laughs> what does that sound like to you? <laughs> e plicka plicka. Unleashed, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a Sims 4 Unleashed now, though, and they still say it like that. Yeah. that for free. That's e so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Unbelievable. I'm so happy you shared that. A real place in my heart for the Sims. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't embarrassing, by the way. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm glad you feel that way. Thank you, thank you. I just I should pick up The Sims again. I could just blow this whole quarantine on playing The Sims. You again. have to, and all the Sim expansion packs right now are on sale, so it's actually a good time. Well then, perhaps yeah. as soon as I get off of this podcast, honestly, please, and then send me pictures of your new family. I will. I will. <laughs> yeah, if I like, it's it's weird how much this feels like being a kid on summer vacation, and like yes. running out of things to do, like. Even I'm noticing, like, some of the things I'm eating in quarantine are, like, reminding me of, like, being a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, like, uh, I, do, I don't usually, in my adult life, uh, buy frozen vegetables very often, but, like, I bought a bunch of frozen vegetables at the beginning of this thing when, like, the grocery stores were bare. I was like, what's gonna happen? Frozen yeah. peas. <laughs> like, That's what you gotta do, because they last forever. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I and, got so much ramen. I was right? Like, I gotta have my ramen noodles just yeah. in case. And we used to eat a lot of frozen vegetables in my house growing up. And I'm having this like weird like nostalgia thing. It's almost like you know how smell is really linked to memory. Yeah. Right. Like it's kind of like uh kind of like that where it's like I'm transported back in time instantly. It's very yeah, it's strange. cool. It is. I got cool. fruit roll-ups and it brought oh, me back. Oh yeah. To, yeah. But I'll tell you, my body doesn't react the way it does when I was a kid to fruit roll-ups. Yeah. I like crash right away. There's no sugar high and then I yeah. feel like crap. <laughs> I used to have like the mo the least nutritious lunches as a kid, but they were Which like I dream lunches to any other child. What would sure. you oh candy? Basically, yeah. It would just be all of the things that you're only supposed to get one of these items in your lunch maybe yeah. as like a, a treat for after you've eaten your sandwich my mine would just be like like fruit roll up and like dunkaroos and like <laughs> did you pack your own lunch um no I didn't I think I just like I was a really picky eater oh, as okay. a kid and had very little structure or discipline from my mom <laughs> god love her but she was just like my mom my mom's a total hippie and she oh, was okay. always just like like, whatever your body tells you it wants is what you're supposed to be eating. And, like, if she, th she thinks, like, everything is nutritious as long as your body wants it. Oh, everything has it. It's yeah. fruit-flavored, isn't it? Yeah. So she would, I was just like, I just want candy. And she was like, that's what your body wants. It's nutritious. Like, <laughs> pack me a lunch of, like, only candy. <laughs> I think I had a teacher who oh. talked to me about it once where she was like, what's going on with your lunches? <laughs> like... <laughs> 
this is this is not good um and now as an adult I still it keeps cutting out and then candy. I just hear you saying like certain words <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I can piece this together yeah I got this been doing episodes over the phone uh this is the first episode oh, okay. that we've done over zoom so uh we'll see how it is for the listeners <laughs> but <laughs> but I think it's better I like being it's able to see your Wi-Fi. face I like being able to see your face I know, and I'm happy to see your face, but my Wi-Fi is so bad that it's just, like, a nightmare. It's okay. It's okay. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Honestly, it's my parents' Wi-Fi, so <laughs> it's yeah, not me. Them. I can blame them. Mm. Do you find when you're at your parents' place, do you regress at all? I know that's something that happens for a lot of people where they, like, sort of become a little more like their teenage self when they're around their family. Um, I am still who I am at my house Mm -hmm. I haven't become teenage me yet what would that look like teenage me was um extremely hard on myself and anytime I had an opportunity to get my parents to tell me that I'm not fat was a huge opportunity Mm -hmm. so I used to be like oh I don't eat this I'm fat or whatever just to get my parents yeah like fishing for the approval constantly constantly was doing that but now I uh I find I haven't done that at all and I've been really open with my parents like I told them that I vaped Ooh. <laughs> like a scandal you're a trendy teen I know trendy <laughs> teen. I'm so cool but I've like been like everything's laid out on the table like there's nothing to hide so I'm I talk to my parents like I talk to my friends like mm-hmm. there's no difference I mean you keep some stuff to yourself obviously (laughs) my mom's a nurse so she doesn't need to know um, a lot of it but um yeah I feel like I'm just less hard on myself because I've realized that's just a waste of breath it's just a waste of time it's my own head it's nobody else's so why would I amen to that and I don't want my parents to think that they raised some insecure twat (laughs) you know yeah yeah and when my mom does it if she's like oh I'm fat today I'm like can you actually shut up yeah, like, right? I don't even give her that compliment because I know what that does. So I'm like, just stop. Yeah. Stop right now. Yeah. I've done that to my own mom. Like, uh, I've noticed so many things that uh, I didn't realize I had caught from her. Like, yeah. my mom has always been very, like, very vocal about, like, praising me and, like, has never criticized anything about, like, my appearance or, like, anything about me. She's a fully supportive, affirming parent. Absolutely but she is very hard on herself and criticizes herself constantly. Um, yeah. And I, uh, I don't think she realized how contagious that is and how much of that I was going to absorb and turn in on to myself yes. because I had seen it modeled for me. Same. Yeah. And now, but if anything, it's like reversed where I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I see it now where I'm like, you need to stop this right now. Yeah. And everyone calls my mom and I, twins because we look exactly alike so I'm like I'm literally looking at myself saying it and it's yeah. so annoying because you don't if you believe it you don't actually say it out loud yeah because the worst thing you want is for someone to agree with you yeah. like if I was ever like mm, I'm fat and someone was like yeah you are I'd be like oh my god I'm actually fat but you only say it if you don't really believe it completely that's a really good point thank you for saying that and uh, like I hope, that, I hope that the listeners absorb that of like yeah that's that's not tr- true the thing that you're saying is not true 
you're saying it for some other reason or in being seeking something else. Um, it's like a confirmation a almost. Yeah. Yeah. Of what other people think of you. Mm-hmm. If, oh God, I would be so upset if someone actually said us back. So I'd be like, okay, so people actually do think this then. Yeah. You know, it's not just me in my head. So yeah, I, I'm trying not to become her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not my mom. I'd love to be my mom, but I'm trying not to become who I was. <laughs> yeah. I'm like fishing every I have like I have straight up told my mom like flat out like you because she especially when we take pictures together like my mom never wanted to be in a picture ever in her life like she wants to take pictures of me and my sister and stuff all the time but she does not ever want to be in the photo and uh so when I go to visit her like I'll ask like hey like we need a picture together like while I'm here and I'll take a picture of us, and then she's like, oh, no, like, blah, blah, blah. She starts, like, criticizing herself, and, like, my mom's getting older now. Like, she's not an old lady or anything, but, like, my mom's 67, and yeah. uh, so she's, like, seeing herself change as she gets older, and I think it's really hard for her, and so, like, she'll be really critical and, like, oh, like, I look like an old lady, and, like, oh, my hair, and, like, oh, like, I should have put on makeup, and, like, stuff like that, and then I've just stopped her in the middle of saying these things, and been, like, Mom, you're not allowed to do that around me anymore. Like, I'm yes, like, really. You're not allowed to criticize the way that you look. Like, you gotta accept and love how you look in this photo. Like, you gotta trust me when I say that this is a beautiful photo of you. Uh, like, it, I don't. And like, how I, my mom won't do anything for herself, but she'll do things if they're for her children, right? Yeah. So me explaining her like, oh, when you repeat those things to yourself over and over, you start to believe them. And then it affects the way that you see yourself. That's not going to make her change. So what I said to her was, when I see you doing that, I absorb it whether I want to or not. And like what I said to her was, when I'm your age, I want to look in the mirror and think that I'm beautiful. And if you don't do that, then I can't do that. Oh, that's gorgeous. I love that. But our moms would get along. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> oh, I love that. Because it's true. Like... Yeah. You take on everything. You think your mom's so amazing. And if your mom is talking trash about herself, you're like, well, Jesus. Yeah. But she's thinking the same thing about you. She's like, I wish that Tracy or I wish Rachel could mm-hmm. see herself through my eyes. It's like, well, look through my eyes too. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you look at yourself through my, my eyes creator. and she I'll look at gorgeous. you through, you know, like, we'll just look at each other through each other's eyes. Yeah. And then everything will be fine. Like Freaky Friday, but just the yeah. eyes. Exactly. Well, it goes back to what Cute. you were saying about, like, um, when uh, other people are, like, cr- be criticizing their work ethic, right? When, like, your friends are like, oh, I'm not doing enough comedy, and, like, I'm not doing enough shows, or I'm not writing enough during this time, and stuff, you absorb it, right? Like, that's, that you weren't feeling like you were writing, you weren't writing enough until they said they weren't, um, and it, yeah. it's not like they're criticizing you, right? It's not like they're criticizing you being like, hey, Rachel, you're not writing enough, they're criticizing themselves, but you absorb it. So if like that is if, such a good yeah. point. So if people can't, if you can't get yourself to to stop criticizing yourself for your own sake, do it for others. <laughs> like <laughs> it's contag that shit's contagious. If you're putting yourself down, you're gonna make somebody else see themselves poorly, um, whether you're meaning to or not. Um, so cut that shit out. <laughs> Stop doing cut that. Cut that shit out. 
Cut that should have been the episode. Cut that shit out. <laughs> Cut that shit that's out so with Rachel McClatch. Well <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> For a minute I forgot I was on a podcast and I was like, have I trashed anyone? No, I have not. Thank God. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're not just we're hanging good. out. We haven't <laughs> named any names. I know it's really hard to feel like we're not just hanging out. I know. This is just what I do with my friends. I just hang out, you know? Yeah. But we're recording it. Mm-hmm. Gotta remember that. Yeah. Can't don't, get too shrill in the voice. People don't are gonna drop the hot you. gossip either. Those are just no. keep your <laughs> secrets to yourself. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I have a lot of secrets, but I'm pretty good at keeping them. My Man, like. I, uh, <laughs> well, I overheard one of my neighbors, uh, getting mad at one of my other neighbors the other day. Ooh, scandal. Yeah, and I was, I, I wanted to, like, go out on my porch and be like, what's the gossip? Like, please. <laughs> what's wrong, guys? Is it me? <laughs> please entertain me. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> Can you guys speak up? <laughs> yeah, like, it's really hard to hear you when you talk at a regular volume. <laughs> <laughs> you guys yell more please <laughs> i ran out of my shows yeah i'm just desperate for entertainment over here please that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> oh lord lord yeah. help us <laughs> neighborhood theater that's what oh, i'm god. depending on right now oh god it's the best my neighborhood's the best for that yeah it's a lot of um hot wives oh yeah but their husbands um like cheat on them but then we all like gang together because mm-hmm. the wives always keep the house but they're like they're hot hot, hot what is the word hot wives <laughs> hot housewives but they're not like rich mm-hmm. they're just like just hot prison guards you know they're <laughs> prison guards so a lot of the women in my neighborhood are like single house mm-hmm. so you walk on the street and you're like you won girl you won. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of gossip. And once we were crossing the border and our neighbor was the, like, officer to let us through, and she gave us all the gossip, and the cars behind us were, like, honking, and we're, like, they think we're in so much trouble. <laughs> He's, like, yeah, no, caught him. Caught him on a bed. I was, like, ah! <laughs> Do you live like, on Wisteria no, Lane? <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm the Terry Hatcher. You definitely are. <laughs> it's my favorite one. <laughs> uh, I was re-watching that show, actually. That was one of my quarantine rewatches. Desperate Housewives was fantastic. At least it the first couple funny. seasons. It was very yeah. good. They lose it at about season four. That's yeah. too much, like, I have a I have a theory about why that is, why that show went downhill. Ooh. Do you want to hear my, <laughs> my, I beg my take I beg. on Desperate Housewives? Desperate, yes. Desperate so, I think that it was marketed incorrectly, that show. Ooh. And I think that that's what ruined it. That, like, uh, even the title, right? Like, it's called Desperate Housewives. All the commercials for it would just be, like, sexy women getting sexy. What a yes. sexy soap opera this is. <laughs> and then, like, I remember when, like, it was being advertised and stuff like that, I was like, ugh garbage like that show looks absolutely nothing like anything that I want to watch and then when I yeah. finally tuned into it and watched the first season I was like oh this show is like super political and like all about gender politics and like 
was very a very smart show very well written and yeah. like uh really like really thought-provoking a fair it was a completely different show than I thought that it was going to be it was actually pretty feminist like very female forward very feminist women. and yeah. uh I, I I think that what happened was because they were marketing it as like sexy women getting sexy with their gardeners the people who wanted to watch the sexy gardener show are the people who were watching yeah so oh, absolutely. Then, then they had to start tailoring the writing to the audience that was tuning in instead of the original intended audience who wanted a, like, hard-hitting show about gender politics. I so. agree with your theory, <laughs> honest to God. Especially having rewatched it very recently. Mm -hmm. I think you're very right. It's my Because, I mean, they did have, like, the theory. sexy housewives where there were scenes where, like, I'm going to get my husband back by wearing a red bra and lace. Mm -hmm. But then she ends up being like, well, actually, screw that. You made me feel like shit when I was wearing my red bra and lace. Mm -hmm. But then years later, it's like, take me back. No! Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Very good, though. Very I scandalous. Rewatching shows has been all I want to do in quarantine. Like, I haven't had the desire to tune into anything new. No, same. Yeah, I think, like, maybe that's about, like, a, a sense of familiarity. Like, if I'm watching something I've already seen, it feels like I'm back in my old life. <laughs> that's a very interesting theory. That's true. I bet that's true. It's gotta be. It's like, like it's comforting because so. it's familiar. Yeah. And I mean, I find I rewatch shows because I really suffer from paying attention. Like I'll be doing something else. Mm -hmm. And there's too many shows out now where you've got to pay attention to every single thing or you're gonna miss yeah. something. So I've been like I rewatched Desperate Housewives, RuPaul. I can't tell you how many times. Oh, so good. But... Um, but I am watching the new season. That's something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't Grace and Frankie. I guess that's like the newest thing I've watched. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Have you seen that one? It's very good. It's hilarious. It's very it. good. Yeah, I love it a lot. <laughs> I love you a lot. You're a delight. I love you a lot, and love is everywhere. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> we we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Oh, was it the love? No, there's so much more. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm gonna get red. Okay, well at least it's a podcast. Can't see how yeah, red. <laughs> we can't see how red you are. Only I get to see that. Okay, I'm gonna try not to be my mother. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. sit back and absorb the compliment. <laughs> Um, okay <laughs> I think you are just like one of the most delightful people that exist <laughs> like I think <laughs> you're fantastic you're like you're like fireworks in a person like <laughs> and you're one of those people who people nice gossip about you I don't know if you know this no <laughs> yeah <clears throat> there's a couple people uh, I know who are these people and you are one of them where like anytime your name comes up like, the conversation is derailed for, like, 15 minutes so that everybody can gush about how much they love you. Oh, my God! Like, even I, I, had one, this? I had one time where, oh, God, where was this? It might have been, like, a customer I was serving at the cafe I work at or something um, <laughs> found out that I'm a stand-up comedian, and they were like, do you know Rachel McClatchy? And I was like, of course I know Rachel McClatchy. <laughs> like, she's amazing. And we went back and forth about how great you are for a while. And I was like, how do you know Rachel? And they were, they were like, she's our server at a restaurant. Like, 
this this table the just like during your day job you're just this is a table that you served and they like went on and on about how infectious your personality is oh my god that's and so how, nice. how hilarious you are and like people do this about you all the time like even oh sometimes god. when it's not your name even when it's just like a conversation about like people you find hilarious or like people you really enjoy your name will come up every single time like people oh my just god, my heart adore you so much you are just one of those people in our like in our little comedy community who is just like so universally beloved and like I'll watch people <laughs> gush about you and then do your bits like to relive the oh enjoyment of them like like people quote your jokes <laughs> all the time you're so you're so great. you're so you're the weirdo. best weirdo the absolute oh. best weirdo. that's so nice that's that made me want to cry a bit that was so kind. <laughs> I thought you should know that. I didn't that. know that also. I, because I live in my own world. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone's talking about me. Like, I don't think I'm important enough to be a name on a pair of lips. So to hear that, it's like, whoa, that's nice. You are all the time. People talk about you all the time. And it's oh only God. ever just gushing about how much they adore you. Oh, my God. Am I allowed to compliment you back? <laughs> you can if you want, but it is absolutely not an obligation or a part of the format. Well, I just wanted to say something very similar where I've never heard a bad thing about you. And I've heard that you're, and I agree with it too, that you're very, uh, a very good listener and you always give great advice and you'll never judge anyone for how they feel that day or if they say something they shouldn't, you can like validate and justify anything so they don't feel bad or weird about themselves. That's you know? really nice to hear. Thank you for telling me that. You're just a comfort. You're a comfort, your comfort zone is what you are. Oh, I so love nice. you. I love you too. I love you a bunch. <laughs> oh my God, you're great. I'm so happy I got you this podcast so I could see you. Me too. Thank you for doing it. And uh, we have to, of course, your let, dream the, come true. let the listeners know uh, to go and be nice to themselves and remember that love is everywhere. Yes, it is. Love is everywhere.